You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 44, Will McFall, Drew Estate. brother cannot complain i know we made it to another friday <laughs> hey man that's always the weekly goal i know we survived 2020 so far <laughs> <laughs> man, always can, a good thing if we can make it to friday man we're good i know i you know everybody was saying like every day feels like friday i was like no friday feels like friday is friday hey, every other day let friday just... be different look let friday be different exactly <laughs> So how are you? Man, good, man. Life is good, bro. Any day above ground, people keep forgetting it's a good day. Exactly. So you're down in Fayetteville? Yes, sir. How are things in Fayetteville? Man, Fayetteville's good, man. Um, I was at, so during the week since we're off the road, I keep my office at the NSS conference room. So the big news right now is everybody's trying to figure out what Cooper is saying about bars. Um, oh, right. So I think people took it wrong that bars are freely opening, and it's not because if you go to the website, it said they actually pointed out that cigar lounges and hookah were tobacco premise where it's consumed on the premise. Uh, the lounge is supposed to remain closed or do outside business. Like, man, who is doing this stuff to single out cigar shops and hookah shops? Like, who's doing that? <laughs> it's specifically like single those people out. Yeah, like. Um, somebody was bored or pissed at somebody to single this out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, what happens. That's 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 politics. That's legislation. Man, R.I.P.'s new meaning is rest in politics. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was at Anstead's last year. I had a story just on them, and he had said, "Oh, Will, you need to meet Will. He was just." He's not here today, but he's he's usually here. <laughs> so. Yeah. so since we ain't been on the road, man, I occupy the conference room, man. I do it all the time. Um, there's some guys that came down from Jackson. They're like, "Are you in the conference room?" I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in the conference room in my backyard, man. Exactly. So, well, thank you, like I said, for for joining me today. I've been trying to open up deep cups to like the whole industry, so that it's not just you know the select. Nah, man, People we appreciate it, man. I watched the episode with Jax. I'm like, oh, Jax, I'm going to get on there sooner or later, Jax. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That that was a good episode. Like I said, there's so many people in our industry, and you know this, that they never get their, their moment in the spotlight. So it's always, you know, you look at the, the brand owners and the, maybe the, the next right. level down from that, and then everybody else is kind of like nothing. Never forget the road warriors. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you all are doing the – doing the, 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 a lot of the legwork. You're selling the products, you're getting into the stores. Uh, I'm sure this kind of COVID situation is even harder on you all because it's like you have to completely readjust your uh, sales and marketing strategy. It's funny you said that, like the standard routine of being on the road all the time. My wife would tell you, we live on a cul-de-sac. I drive in a cul-de-sac for an hour, putting cigars in people's mailboxes, driving back around and taking it back out in mailboxes. My neighbor's like, this dude is crazy. Oh, man, I got to stay in a routine, man. And you're probably used to being on the road a lot, aren't you? Yeah. Usually I'm gone on a Monday, 
if I have an event on Friday or Saturday, I'm not back home to Sunday and back on the road again on Monday. So how's your wife dealing with you being at home all the time? Is luckily, she happy? Luckily, she works. Yeah, man, they probably ready for me to get out the house right now. <laughs> she she works from home, so um, her and our daughter they're here. But man, I think my daughter's the next sales rep actually. She's learning a lot from you, isn't she? Man, anytime are you, are, are you learning from her? <laughs> you know what? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, she helps me with marketing. Cause like she'll wake up like I want a chain. I said, "Which chain you want?" She goes, "Uh, either Liga, or Drew Estate, or Herrera." I'm like, "How old are you? You're two. How do you know Herrera, Drew Estate? <laughs> you know what covers the bills?" <laughs> it's funny, man. But no, I think they're ready for be on the road. But also, it's good to be home too, man, to watch my daughter actually grow up too. So, yeah, I was watching something on television the other day, and they were saying how you know if you have kids and a family. You know, this time is really special because you would never. I think it was actually Kelly Ripa saying this. She was like, "You never will get this time back with your family." So being able to be at home and see them grow up and have these conversations that you normally would not have had, and that like, is to value it because one day when things get back to a normal, she's like, "You'll you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, Aubrey, you know, yeah, I remember that time." Yeah, people are like, man, I know you miss Russell, man. You understand? I miss a lot of my daughter growing up, just even though she's small. It's just the little things, the first step, um, her completing sentences or just running around the house. It's like, man, I'm enjoying this time, even though I'm missing the road. So it's, it's interesting, brother. It is. Yeah. So what I want to do when, and what I usually do with deep cuts is, you know, I, I want to introduce you to people. So I want them to know who you are, how you got into the industry. And then we kind of dive into a little bit of what you're doing now and some of the new releases from uh, Drew Estate. Because I right. know you all have had probably up there as in terms of just rolling in that every month i know i get i get the the media emails and it's like four a month and it don't stop brother it don't stop no which is good so it's, it's good that you know you all i think are a little bit better prepared for a situation like this where it i know it's different for you not being on the road but at least you all had a plan and you yeah. all kind of switched to maybe a plan b pretty quickly without it like having to learn you know, how do we did, you know, do digital stuff? And you all kind of just learn. But the good thing about it, though, man, like, it's always about that foundation you lay. When you were on the road and you were visiting your shops, people would know, like, right now, Havet, I know Philip Michael's probably watching this. Philip Michael could tell you. I told Philip Michael, I said, if you ever need something, you don't see me, do me a favor. I said, text me, email me, shoot me a DM. He'll tell you, no matter how he sends it, I get it. And I reply right back. This is that foundation, man. If you let the foundation already, it's easy, man. Yeah, and I was speaking to somebody this morning uh, for a story, and they were talking about how social media, that's what it's for. It's for uh, communication and engagement and being available. And he's like, you know, think of the brands that you deal with. Think how important it is for you to be able to get in touch with some of those brands. And there are some brands that, honestly, you, I can, ha, even I as a media person, I cannot get through to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's hard to, to, to get anything done because you're like wondering, you try the DM, you try to email, you try to text. And it's just like, who do you like, what do you have to do? You have to do like pigeon carrier nets. So, <laughs> For me, social media is like the new pager. I know me too. Like I, I just get, you know, instead of doing emails, I'll do Instagram first and I'll just do it a DM. And if yeah. I don't get a response then, then I move to email and then I'll try to, to do whatever else. But, because, you know, most people on social media, they see that first. If not, they'll check their email. Yeah. And I like it that, especially on Instagram, you see, they'll say, like, this person was active, like, 
yes. an hour ago. So I was like, I know that they checked this, this stuff and they're on here. I was like, I have to get a response somehow. Oh, that's my favorite. When I see the green light, I'm like, yo, I know you're on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. tell me how you got started in the tobacco industry in general. All right. So um, I've been smoking cigars since 05. Um, I was always a locker member at Anstead's. Well, I'll take it back. Anstead's were located in the mall previously. Uh, when Wayne and Ben decided to open up the barn, um, I, was, I was a locker member. And um, I was sitting there, and there was a Jewish State event at the time. And my friend Zev was in charge of um, the rep. Well, actually, he was a rep at the time. He's like, yo, you need to come and meet John Drew. I was like, hmm, I got time. I go up. So go there and meet John. And Zev's like, man, do me a favor, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because at the time, I wasn't working at Anstead. He's like, man, you need to get a job at a cigar shop. Wayne overheard it. Wayne goes, I need a part-time guy. I'm like, man, I'm in. So doing that with Anstead's, um, start off part-time. Um, quickly started doing their social media, their email blasts, start setting up events. And I was pretty much the product development guy for the boutique brands. Because at the time, Anstead didn't carry many boutiques. So I was a boutique guy. Um, fast forward three years, there was another Jewish State event. That same rep had got promoted. They hired another guy in our territory. Unbeknownst to me, that guy was getting promoted. Um, so I flew down for an interview. And the original interview was actually for marketing and also for North Florida. Um, didn't, get that, didn't get that position. A few months later, I got a phone call. Hey, man, fly back down. Interviewed again. It's been three years of history now. And tell people a little bit about Anstead's, because I know they're hearing it a lot, but if you're not from North Carolina, you might not know, but I've always known it as the iconic barn. You, yes. know, you hear about the barn, you know, that's that's the place to go. And Man, Wayne Anstead himself is like from, a legend in the tobacco Fayetteville, industry. If you're not from Fayetteville or you're not from North Carolina, you always hear about these destination locations. Anstead's is a destination location, not a knockoff to any other my guys in my territory. It was a question asking me, so I'm just answering it. So it was originally a dairy barn. Um, before Anstead's took over or bought the building, it was a high-end men's clothing store, which only occupied a single story. Uh, Wayne and his son Ben came in, redecorated. So now you have a full lounge, um, two humidors, nice-sized humidors. Um, there's, there's everything and anything you want. Um, and also a white-label account. Um, full bar, conference room, patio, which is sponsored by Altidus. It's a Monte Cristo patio. I mean, it's a, it's a destination location. If you really want to smoke and enjoy yourself with some friends, it is that atmosphere. It's not a party atmosphere. It's a cigar smoker's atmosphere. And tell us a little bit about working at Drew Estate and especially working with somebody like Jonathan Drew because he's always a character. <laughs> but I know But you, if you work with him, you get a completely different side that I don't think a lot of people know or get to see. They see the, the like, it's showtime right. on the Drew. So what's it like to like work with Jonathan Drew? Because I know he's, he's, he knows his stuff. Now, um, I'll tell you this what people sleep on. JD is the same person day in, day out. But when it comes to business, strategy, marketing, and knowing your stuff, you better be on it. Because if he feels you're not on it, you're going to get a phone call. <laughs> but working at Drew Estate, man, honestly... I can't see myself working anywhere else, man. What other company will allow you to be yourself? Exactly. Like you walk into your office, the, the office down in Florida, 
and it's not the it's not like other places because other places you walk in there and they're everybody's in a suit or they're dressed up and it's very formal and you kind of wow. feel you kind of like sucking your breath and hold it in as you <laughs> like walk in and you're very prestigious and you adapt a, a British accent to be proper Quickly. and stuff and Jersey State is not like that at all I mean everybody's in t-shirts and jeans but it's like meet everybody's like from my experience is like meeting mini meetings like we have like five meetings planned for today you know we're planning out stuff that's going to happen two years from now we're talking about this event, that event. How can we get activation? So it's a real serious, it's, right. you know, I, I would say it's like the fun place to do serious business. It, and that's the thing. You're actually being yourself, having fun, but being productive at the same time. Yeah. My first time going out to the office, I'm like, is that music playing? And it wasn't like elevated music. I'm like, yo, that's Nas. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? But no, that's the environment, man. If you look at our culture at Jewish State, it's always the fun-loving guys. But it's also being fun-loving and knowing your business. One thing at Jewish State, they allow you to develop yourself, but be yourself, but at the same time, build relationships. That's why when you see these virtual events, everybody's having fun on these virtual events. It don't even seem like it's work because you're allowed to be yourself. And it's, man, I tell you, dude, and JD, man, like I told you, JD is always on point. Don't, let, don't let the shades <laughs> fool you to smile. That dude is very much himself, but he's very intelligent. Like I said, he was my first live interview, like, years ago at IPCPR 2015. Right. So, so he was how I kind of, like, really got into the industry. And he he came in, and it's like, you know, back then it was, like, my first interview, so I had questions for him. He was just like, I'm not going to answer that question. This is the question I'm going to answer. And it was like, okay. <laughs> there was a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff, which was fine. It, it kind of kept me on my toes. And now you see, like, right now, no, like, my hands are free. I don't have any type of questions. There's no things anywhere. I just, like, learned to kind of go with the flow. But that really came from, from him because it was just, like, you have to kind of be prepared just to kind of figure out with each person where that conversation is going. And I think he translates that. He translates that into everything that Jewish State does, like some of the marketing and how you're going to get the activation. It's, it does a plan but it's not set in stone like you're but not rigid also there's no fear of failure because even if you fail there's a lesson learned of how to come back and do it even better right which is very important especially these days yes <laughs> so talk about a little bit about how Jewish State kind of pivoted during the COVID thing because you all like you said have been doing lots of virtual events um, whether they're the big kind of freestyle live or the smaller zoom events for the different retailers so, you know, for us, um, you know, it was public knowledge that we weren't going to the trade show. Right. So it was already putting forward a plan for us to actually book, book out two weeks at home, make all these appointments and do it virtually. So when we did our sales, we actually did it. We booked off time to FaceTime people, um, create a Zoom call or just a telephone call. But we sent out all the stuff ahead of time. And it was, it was activated pretty well. I mean, we executed pretty well. But the pivot for the virtual events, we knew people were home. And what better way to hit people at home than other than social media, because they're already on it. But also, they knew Jewel State and John and the marketing team knew it was beneficial for the shops that were struggling or shops that were still open, because now doing it virtually, you're reaching more people as opposed to just your locals. Right. So I think that's been a plus right now for those VSSEs. Um, I did one last night with Casablanca in Nashville. Um, those guys like, man, let's try it. 
So we did it, got off the phone, they tell me like, yo, that was fun. Like you guys really did this event. People were calling from other places. Like, man, that's the benefit of it. Don't be scared to use social media to your advantage. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think we, before COVID, we were very focused on local stuff. Like if you were having an event, you were focused on just the people in right. that city, in that lounge. And now when you look at virtual, like you said, it's open to everybody. Like there's no, you really don't want to close in that event and you know make it too local because you want as many people and as many eyeballs on it as possible but at the same time it's it's i don't want to say the word force but people shops are adapting now to have a better point of sale so they can actually keep the transaction of these guys when they make a trans when they make a purchase to reach out and say hey man well we got this maybe the taxes is cheaper in the state and we can help you out so now they're building their own clientele list when they think about it before they're like oh my local guys got me man no the country got you the country's full of smokers, not just locally. Yeah. And like you said, you, you, you mentioned, like, how's this year been for you? Because I know, like I said, going into the year, it was going to be a little bit different because you all weren't going to the big trade show. Um, and then because of COVID, nobody, <laughs> nobody went to the trade show. So it was just like it, it wasn't as big of a deal. You know, I know it was a big deal when it was announced that you all were among the big companies that weren't going. But um, and then COVID happened. And now <laughs> so it's just. What's this year been like? Man, honestly, man, I think I can speak on behalf of most Jewish State reps. It's been rough for us because we're so when you when you're in this industry as a rep, you're totally built different than anybody else. You are that road warrior. You don't mind driving. You like being on you're on the road doing these events, and that's the only thing you know to do. You're not used to being at home making these phone calls all the time. You know, it's like you may be on the road and you answer a phone call on the side of the road, but to sit here eight hours to plan out my day of who I'm gonna call, okay. Here's a back order report. Here's what the deal is. All right, it's just nuts because we weren't prepared for that, but we adjusted very well. Um, we're still seeing the turns, but um, I think most of our reps are ready to get back on the road in some form, whether right. it's go give out samples for the retailer or just to stop by to see people, but do it in a safe manner. Like, do you think, what do you think the, the new normal will be? Um, just from your experience. Because like you said, because like even here in North Carolina, you know, one month lounges are open and the next month they're, they're we back to shut point down. Point two. <laughs> so, so, so how, you know, how do you navigate? And like somebody said, plane rides and, and the rep, like, you know, air travel's different now. There's so much that's going on that's different. So how do you, what do you think like 2021 will look like? Let's just go past 2020. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> And look think, at 2021. I think 2021, you'll see most of us on a road for six months. And there may be a, six to nine months. But I think there may be a point in a quarter where you may not see us on the road. I think a lot of companies, not just in the cigar industry, have realized a lot of people can do well from home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in our industry, it's that personal interaction. I can see them letting us do probably nine months interaction, but also take time home and still be productive especially if there's a deal coming or another trade show. So I think we've been road most of the year, but there's going to be some times where you might not see us on the road and you may see it virtually. Right. And somebody says, Antoine is done with 2020. I really am. <laughs> I just got, I just, I'm, I'm looking. I oh, that's okay, like, Chris. What's up, bro? Year, so let's just like move on. Let's just like get, get over this hump. <laughs> I'm ready to get over the election. I'm ready to get over this everything right now. Hey, man. Thanksgiving, I'm, 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 I'm that's a food holiday, so I'm okay with slowing down at that. 
But after that, <laughs> oh, man, you got to think, even Thanksgiving dinner going to be different. Not, yep. Yep, my mom's like, well, we don't have to cook for as many people. I'm like, no, we don't. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> my mom already told us. She goes, when y'all come, prepare for this. I'm going to put everything on the table. I'm going to go sit on the couch. Y'all come in one by one, fix a plate, and go sit in the yard. <laughs> That's how you feel? Yep. <laughs> she's like, yep. Yep. She got a she's like, I got a bottle of hand sanitizer when you walk in, a bottle of hand sanitizer when you go out the other door. I'm like, my mom is not playing. You know, um, somebody just mentioned the virtual platforms and stuff. Like, how have you found virtual events? Because I know, like, we work on it on our end in the right. media stuff, and it's hard because people want to take what's they're used to in an in-person event and just make it online. And I'm like, no, you can't. I was like, it's, it's a completely different audience and different vibe. Like, in person, you know, you can get somebody's attention, and they're not really going to – if they came into a store – they're not just going to come there and get it and turn around and leave. They'll probably sit down and listen to what you have to say. But right. for a virtual event, if they are not interested in what you have to say, they can easily just click out of what you're doing and go do something else. So that's a big hump to kind of get over a challenge. I tell you, I love virtual events. I have fun with virtual events. I think you have to have fun with it. You do, because now instead of me being in a shop for four hours, and like you said, I can stop somebody from going to the humidor and focus more on our brands. Mm -hmm. But virtually, one thing I would say about Drew Estate, the culture has brought so many people in because, you know, most new smokers, even though a lot of people are like, oh, I don't do infused. At some point, you may have started with one. But then you also realize Drew Estate has a whole range for everybody. So that makes, just by our culture, like the Drew Estate page on Facebook, I think there's like 60,000 people on that. So it makes virtual events easy because a lot of people have traveled to all these shops and now, like, you know what? I'm going to support that shop now because my shop's closed. It's just been great. I, mean, I got to tell you, I just love virtual events, man, because my virtual events have no rules. Right. But I think, but I think your virtual events are, like, fun. They're not, like, boring education oh, stuff. No. You're not, like, hey, let me read you this thing. Let's talk about something serious or something like that. They're, they're, they match your personality. Let me tell you the one thing I do hate. People are like, oh, rapper, binder, filler. Okay. Let's get past that. How does this smoke? My medium full body. Are you going to enjoy it? That's what we need to get back to. Because I see all these posts, oh, rapper, binder, yo, I can Google. I can go to Half Wheel. The question is, when I sit down with my group of friends, am I actually going to enjoy that cigar? Because if I told you it was Ecuadorian, you're like, where's Ecuador? Then you don't even know that. Right. So, like, what elements do make like if you're trying to, if you're having a virtual event and you're trying to communicate that experience, because to me, like smoking a cigar is a in-person something. Like if somebody's describing it to me, and I said this a couple of days ago, like if somebody says this cigar has hints of, you know, coffee and right. and a little, you know, sweetness or whatever, sometimes I, I will go like weeks later and I'll remember that and I'll smoke that cigar and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, so how do you, how do you, take, like I said, that in-person, that kind of very personal experience and translate that into a virtual thing so it makes sense. So I, let's give it from this perspective. Yesterday I did one Casablanca. Um, I had Frankie drinks with me. You know, we do sticks and sips on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So right now, everybody being home and new cigar smokers, everybody's smoking and drinking. So what we did differently, I had James, who's the, the general manager and bartender, 
I said, man, you're going to pour the neat drink. Frankie Drain's going to come with a cocktail. Joey's going to tell about a tequila or mezcal. I'll call out the cigar. So even with doing that, I was calling out, like, say, a Herrera Habana. James was like, oh, you want that to shine. So I don't want to do something heavy. I'm going to do a light ABV on the alcohol. So that portion helped out a lot because it was something different. No one knew how to pair cigars, whether it's neat, cocktail, or tequila or mezcal. But say tobacco, for example, someone's like, man, I want something that's, instead of me saying coffee, I like to tell them cocoa because it gives you that information so you actually get a little cocoa from that wrapper, especially mm -hmm. on the tip. I'm like, man, don't always think just coffee. It's just going to remind you of coffee. Everything that we tell you in the description is not exact. It's to suggest. So your, so your palate and your mind can wrap your mind around how it's supposed to be. Because, you know, you see reviews say, oh, it smells like fresh manure. No one wants to smell shit. <laughs> like, who wants to do that? Like, just say, man, maybe it gives you a hint at the rainy day and the sun comes out. Now you can visit out that a little more. Like, okay, I don't want to say, man, yo, manure. I would never try a cigar when the description or review says manure. You say earthy. Earthy. No. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> to somebody. Like, yo, why am I putting shit in my mouth, man? I know. It's 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 strange. Like I said, um, I went to the Dominican Republic for Pro Cigar in February, right before all this COVID stuff happened. Right. And somebody was asking Manuel Casada about ratings and cigars. And he said, you know, we never the, the manufacturers, like how they describe cigars now, is like, he's like, it's completely over our head at first because that's just not how we used to describe cigars. But it's just right. how the American media kind of came up with a way to talk about it during the boom to translate it to, to get people to understand or to better uh, interpret what they were smoking so that they could relate it to whatever their palate was. He said, but to us, it was because that just didn't make sense. But that's like the standard now. But also, when you do it, give it, like I said, don't say it's exact, like, because tobacco to me isn't exactly coffee, but it put me in the mind of coffee in cigar form. Give them the notes that you would, I would say it's more, you can still give them the notes of the cocoa is rich, it's creamy, but at the same time, put it in layman's terms. Don't go over their heads with trying to explain, oh man, it's going to be that dark roast, you know, that gas station coffee that hits you or that Starbucks. <laughs> you can't do that because in their mind, they're really thinking coffee, but we say it's like that and they know it's similar, then they can interpret it. Or say, like you said, chocolate. Uh, <laughs> Burrows and Lee's, that's my dude. He's like, chocolate? Like, yeah, you got that cocoa, like, it's there. So you can't just give an exact description of something. Um, Herrera Habano, to me, is Cuban-esque, but also I know it has a little bit of spice. It can have a little nuttiness, earthiness. But those are things you got to understand what the definition of those things are before you can say, oh, that wasn't like a Cuban cigar. Because definitely, it's a cigar. So tell us, having said that, a little bit about some of the releases that you all have come out with this year. Because as uh, for people who are just joining us, like earlier, like I said, it's been every month lately. You all have had something new out or something that's just getting ready to ship. So I know you all have a lot of, of stuff out. So this, I know you're not going to be able to cover all of it, but just kind of tell us like the greatest hits, like what, what should we be looking for? So, can I go to your comments real quick? Yo, yeah. Dan, mind your business. You know what Cuban-esque is? I mean, <laughs> like Cuban. Asking silly-ass questions. I love you. But, uh, <laughs> so, man, we did have a lot of releases. Last week, a lot of shops saw um, Sun Grown Dogma. Um, it's, I call it the fatty. 
It's the box press dogma of Sun Grown. Uh, also, Brother the Leaf, Connecticut Bra Leaf. Um, if you like Liga Nine, same Bra Leaf, same features of Liga, but it's a smaller size. Um, that's another thing about gauges. The smaller sizes, more flavor due to wrapper, the ratio. So it came out in a Lancero, Corona Gorda, and I think a Corona. So we got Sun Grown, we got Brother the Leaf. You got Dogma coming back out, the Maduro Dogma. Also, we did the loud pack with all the acids in it. Man, we got a lot of stuff. Leather Rose. We do. <laughs> Leather Rose, the hottest lady on the street right now. Leather Rose came out. She took I the know. That was like when that cigar came out. And I do like, um, you know, that line of cigars from you all. Because to me, it has like a nice flavor. It's different. Um, and I, don't, I think a lot of people noticed because I saw when I saw that cigar come out, it was everywhere, especially... Um, on some of the online partners that you have, it was like the most promoted yeah. um, cigar. Everybody was really excited about that cigar, and I was I was the most excited when Joe sent the samples of that cigar because I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, she's in these streets. <laughs> it's good, man." Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh man, for the nerds and the Drew Estate hardcore people that love Willie Herrera, he just released. I want to say it was last Saturday, the Aloha, the Hawaii exclusive. Um, use the San Andreas Kappa. Um, if you weren't in Hawaii to get that cigar, you had to know people. So that cigar is out. I heard it's a limited edition, terrible cigar vomit out. <laughs> Yo, vomit? Yo, Damon, you Albie Shore lookalike? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stop that. This is your show. I apologize. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, Damon, like, get under my skin. I'm going to kill you, Damon. <laughs> but Aloha, man, that cigar's fire, man. Um, will it, uh, it's a dark seven by 70. Hey, sir, I am a slim figure individual. I'm a slim 300 pounds. I ain't got <laughs> that petite Corona. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we got, man, it's just so much. And then next year, I know that the marketing team and the guys out in Nicaragua run some special stuff. Um, there's always been words of Undercrown 10. Trying to get my hands on one, bro. I know. Trying to get my hands. I think we're going to see more Interviserio and H99 next year as well. And just talk a little bit about acid, because I know it's such an important part. I know when JD gave his speech at uh, TPE a couple of years ago, and he talked about the evolution of Drew Estate. Right. Uh, and he talked about something that always stuck with me, which is the segmentation or the stacking of the, of the brands. So how acid was the foundation of Drew Estate. And then you always kind of think that people might not smoke that forever, but it's going to get them into the brand. And from there, they would explore. They would, go, you know, go up a level to something else. And so they make their way up to the undercrown, yeah. you know, level. So talk about acid, because I don't know if it gets as much attention and people don't understand it. You know, well, you see it in the premium it, stuff. You see it in the C-store area. So it's everywhere. But you know what? The funny thing about acid, it has a stigma. If you look at social media, oh, I don't smoke infused. All right. You did at one point, or you knew the cigars, and you may feel like it's your thing. Here's what deal. Also, retailers, like, I don't want to carry assets. Like, bro, you don't like money. It sells. But at the same time, acid is, oh, not all assets are sweet. That's, what, that's another misconception. Everybody thinks all assets are sweet. They're not. If you smoke an Extraordinary Larry, there is no sweetness, but it's heavy on the botanicals. Cuba Cuba is going to be more sweet. As you get into the reds, like a nasty, that sweetness dials down. So not sweet as sugar, 
people already think sweetest sugar. You gotta know there's different levels of sweetness. If you go buy iced tea that's extra sweet, you know you're getting none but knock your teeth out. So when you get to that red, that sweetness is going down, it's toned, and now it's more botanical and more of the flavor. Cold infusion is more like a green tea. There's no sweetness on that cap. But also when you start getting towards like um, plush. Plush has a hint of sweetness to it, but it also it's a full body stick. So people don't realize acids can be mild, medium, full body. Also, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest acid fan, but when I do want something sweet, I don't have dessert because my figure of 300 pounds is slim. I will get a blondie to help to sell that sweet tooth. It's moments and times. Also, the acid one is infused with five different wines from across the world. People don't take the time to research that. You got to realize yeah, acid was created in mind of those who do not like the natural taste of tobacco. You don't want to yeah. eat it. But now you got them something mild, medium, full body, and the acid line. Now it's a premium cigar as well. And I think, um, you know, like you said, when people think of Fuse, they think of some other brands that we won't name that, you know, are cheaper. They're not made out of the higher grade tobacco. They're the, you're kind of your grocery store or, like you said, convenience store type of thing. But acids are not like that. Like they're you know, you all use the fresh packs. I mean, they're really packaged and right. made for a premium. And you also have something else called Factory Smokes. And I'm not sure a lot of people know about that brand, but tell us a little bit about Factory Smokes. Man, Factory Smokes, that's another thing that's blowing up, man. Um, so Factory Smokes is a is really a budget stick, but it's a quality budget stick. It's actually hand-rolled, um, mixed filler. But that cigar, you know, you can buy other brands, and you may not get that nice flavor from a cigar that, that you actually enjoy. You're just smoking the smoke. Fattery smoke is one of those things where even though it's the cheapest cigar and you're cutting your grass, you don't mind if it goes out, but you still enjoyed it. So it's, it's really your yard gar to enjoy any time. We'll hand out to friends that don't smoke cigars, but they get the real experience of having a premium stick. And that's why we came up with Fattery Smokes. Because now you got guys who got full humidors. Oh, man, I got half of Fattery Smokes, the rest of my, good, my other stuff. Because I don't mind if it goes out every now and then, but the flavor's there. It sets itself apart from our competitors. Now, in terms of events that you have going on, I know, I think Drew State has, uh, they're doing a, the Barn Smoker virtually this year. Virtual Barn Smoker. So tell us a little bit about that, because I know that's a really big deal. So the virtual... going to be a big event. Since we did cancel the Barn Smoker this year due to COVID, um, they're going to be out at Jess Farm down in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um one thing I am proud about Jewel State did, when they did it, they refunded back the money and sent out the gift packs, but also donated $50,000 to Scarf for Warriors. Um, so everybody who bought a pack, you got your stuff, but also you'll be invited to a virtual event, which they're going to try to get close as possible to being in person without being in person. Um, I don't know all the details because they still got it under wraps, but I know marketing is working their asses off to make it a great experience. And somebody said November 14th. So. That's my man, Will. <laughs> the garage crew. What up, bro? Yeah, so, I mean, what else is going on in the world of Drew Estate? Because like I said, I don't know if people know there's so many different moving parts of the company. There are so many. Um, right now, you got all the reps trying to finish out um, the Shave for Days events. So you'll probably see Shave for Days run to about December. Um, then I can't say what we're going to do in December. But December, the swag goes up tremendously. And it's going to focus on a great brand that people love. 
It's going to be amazing. But other than that, man, we just try to do different things. Um, sticks and sips every Wednesday with Frankie Drinks. Um, matter of fact, this Wednesday, if you're watching here, on the Jewish State page on Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Frankie Drinks is actually going to do the Hennessy episode. I'm going to do the Hennessy Privilege, and I think we're doing Undercrown with it. That should be a pretty interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good show, man. Uh, they actually got me on that one. Like, oh, we're going to do Henny. Okay. You're like, okay, I guess I can make time for that. <laughs> Look, anything possible, huh? Let's do this. But oh, just doing things like that, man. Like, people don't realize you want to keep your name of your company in front of people. Uh, I think right now, Frankie just finished episode 25. But that's something people tune in every Wednesday to realize um, sit a cigar, a neat drink, a neat pour, but also a cocktail. But you also have these brand owners and ambassadors talking about their spirits and how to enjoy it with a cigar. I mean, it's very, it's very entertaining, man, but also educational. We just did one with Frey. Frey Ranch is out of Nevada. A bourbon out of Nevada is nuts. But I was so glad we had those guys because they took so much pride in the things they produced. They knew everything that went into it. They know their brand, and it's mom and pop owned. It's awesome, man, to see people do stuff like that. And that's one thing we do. Sticks and sips, but also the virtual events. I mean, it's nonstop. Pedro's everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's a virtual event on here or another platform um, with Amy and Erica. Like, you I mean, the culture, our team is so great at doing things like this. It's awesome. Look at DJ Eli. TLE Podcast let him do a whole DJ set on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Dude, I got him and did the percolator. I should have stretched first. <laughs> like, we're every, like, it's everywhere, man. You got to keep yourself fresh in people's minds, but also relate to the people. At the end of the day. Yeah, somebody just said, you know, Drew State does do virtual events. They treat it like a production, and it's educational and entertaining, which I think is very important because, like I said, with virtual events, like, it can't it, – it needs to be educational, but if it's too educational and you feel like you're in school, you you're going to lose people really, like, really quick. And I think there's a way in like, conversational things like this where it can be educational, but at the same time it could be entertaining. So I think – uh, a lot of people are, are starting to learn how to do that, but it's still a learning curve. It is, but you got, you also, like I said, you got to keep it balanced. Right. Because if I really wanted the education, I can go right now to half wheel somewhere and watch a video as opposed to being interact, everybody interacting, being themselves and have a little fun with it. Why not? Right. So as somebody who talks to a lot of retailers, um, I'm always curious to know, you know, what kind of conversations are they having about you with you right now about their business? Because I know this year in particular has been really hard for them with everything that's going on with uh, the COVID stuff and then with their local stuff going on. And then we're, we're starting to see like the 2021 wave of uh, increased taxes that are going to start hitting every, all retailers across all the States. And it already happened in New York this week. Um, or it's getting ready to happen um, yeah. in a few in a few days, weeks. Um, you know, what are they worried about? What are they saying to you? Well, the crazy part about it, when I speak to these retailers, you would think the state would be uniformed. No kind's not uniform at all. It depends on county who's in charge. Like here in Fayetteville, um, alcohol, alcohol law enforcement, ALE, and come to county, they're very strict. 
if you're a cigar lounge and you're trying to serve, they will shut you down immediately. Now you may go to Raleigh, they may be doing a little more differently because ALE is not enforcing. Um, so a lot of my guys are worried, when is everything going to plateau? And I think the good news for most of my guys, they shouldn't worry about that right now because I think from a manufacturer and retail side, no one thought about this. Everybody will tell you, okay, everybody's spending more time at home and they're smoking more, right? All right. Now, let's go to Google and let's try to find a bike. It's hard to find a bike. It's hard to find a tennis racket. You might not be able to find a fishing pole. You know why? People are taking up new hobbies. We didn't account for people, the, new, the newcomers. And that's why I said the education was important because we don't realize how many newcomers we actually have right now. And I'm noticing in these groups, when people post, they're like, oh, my cigar cracked. Okay, you didn't realize you needed to toast it, but you can't hotbox it. So my retailers are seeing the increase. A lot of my guys are up probably 30, 40% over last year already. Wow. But they got to understand too, you got to figure out how to keep those new guys interested in cigars. And I think that's where most of my guys are at right now. Like, hey, when am I going to see it even out? Because right now it's been like this. For my guys that have been open or adapted to curbside, or have a website because not everybody have a website and i did yeah now we've seen so, that you know <laughs> all over <laughs> with people who all of a sudden when COVID started to happen and and these were uh, i know for some strange reason in our industry there's a big debate going on i would say um between the brick and mortar and the e-commerce like you can't be both they want you to take a side for whatever reason you know what? That's crazy, too, because why can't, it, why can't it be immediate? So I'm going to tell you why I say this. So if I go into a cigar lounge locally, I'm always going to support. I'll buy a sticker, too. But I know we can't count everybody's pockets, right? So if you can find you a deal online, cool. Keep those cigars at the house. But when you do go to a brick and mortar, support the brick and mortar. There's a way to balance it. You can buy 50 sticks online. At least go to your brick and mortar and buy two to enjoy. Don't just bring it inside the lounge because they're there. All right. In the, the day, they got to pay their employees. The rest of over, they got to pay the gas, the light, the AC, the heat. Support them. So you can, there's a happy balance. You shouldn't have to choose. Now, if you're in a rural area, now you get a little different. Now you got to choose between a brick and mortar or a big wholesaler. Why not do both still? Because, you know, like I know, Cigar International might not have everything that your local brick and mortar may have. Exactly. So you got to say, you know what? Uh, let me go ahead and order that for my brick and mortar. But let me get these from Cigar International because I need a little more of those. So you can, you can find a happy balance. You don't have to pick a side. I don't do gang activity. So <laughs> don't pick a side. Support both. But do more in your brick and mortar for me, please. You know, somebody just asked, you know, if you do have a store, I guess, what's a good way that you can prepare yourself for the post-pandemic world? Like, how can you get yourself ready for beyond having a website, I guess, since you just gave us a lot of details on that. What are some ways you could, kind of, <laughs> what are some ways you could kind of get yourself ready for this post-pandemic situation whenever that happens, <laughs> whenever that happens, whatever whenever year happens. or century that, that, that kicks in? I'll tell you what, if you were a shot that didn't have a website, we're not gonna touch a website anymore, but if you didn't have a website, but you did curbside, there was something you never thought about until COVID hit. Keep that in place, but create a points, maybe create a point system. So when they, people do buy and use curbside, no different than going to Sheets or Walmart or Sam's Club, you get these points, create a point system to keep value in your shop 
and to keep doing curbside. Why not? That makes more sense. Do that. Right. But also, um, I know my local shop here, you have to wear your mask in, but they will pick up the cigars for you. Because so, a lot of people worry about cigars not being in cellophane. Go the extra mile, get a tray. A lot of reps or manufacturers send you trays. Walk and you hold up the guy. But now your biggest question is going to be, how do I space people out of my lounge? That's going to be the tough one. Right. <laughs> we know not, not every lounge is big, right? No. But that's why some people have memberships in place. But it's going to be tough, man. That's, but my thing is, keep curbside. You may not have a website, but you also have social media, which can act as your website. And I know Philip Michael at Havana Fields was saying, you know, he, what he's been doing is, or what he was doing early on in the pandemic when he couldn't have people in the store, was he would go into the uh, humidor, have a tray, bring people out a selection, maybe something that they want, but something that they haven't tried yet and present it to them. And it was able right. to not only sell them what they wanted, but also give people a chance to try something else since they couldn't, but recommending what they could try without them um, being able to go into the, the humidor. Well, that's, bit, that's, that's just having trust in your tobacconist. Um, now, that's one thing COVID has done. If people are not allowed into the humidor, you know, us as consumers, we like seeing. Um, there might be a brand that we've never seen before that we want to try. Um, but as far as that goes, like Phil and Michael did, you have to trust your, your tobacconist. If you go to a lounge where you see the employees smoking and enjoying a cigar and trying different things, I would take a chance and say, hey, man, while I'm buying this four cigars, throw me in something that's a Robusto Toro, my normal size I buy, but also my wheelhouse. I give you a shot. At least give them a shot to see if it goes well. But if not, like I said, those guys got to take advantage of social media. A lot of shops I see don't have a social media. Social media costs you nothing. I don't care if you post today's arrivals. As long as your phone number is there and they can contact you, you'd be surprised how much business you can accumulate. I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't hurt. Look, we all got our phones on us right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, right, right now behind a shop at a cash register shop that doesn't have social media, but they're taking pictures and posting on their social media. Use it to your advantage. It makes sense. So if you don't have a website, use social media, keep curbside going, but also if you can offer delivery, age verification, because most of y'all, people going to have a membership, you give your name, your address, your birth date based off your ID, right? Why not create a delivery system within a 10 mile radius? Because not everybody in the shop live in the same place. So you got other employees going to different parts of the city. That's another thing, man. You got to think outside the box. You got to adapt. And this time right now, you have to adapt. If you didn't adapt, you're not doing well. Yeah, and like I said, and especially with the uncertainty of the pandemic, I know we were all laughing uh, early on, you know, in April, saying, oh, maybe this will be over next month. And yeah. here we are, at, almost <laughs> at the end of the, the year, and, you know, all the news that came out today, which people can look it up if they haven't seen it already, uh, it's not getting any better in terms of uh, people not catching it. Now, go on from there, what, what you want, but... <laughs> This yeah. is like this is like the, our reality for you know until we get a vaccine. So, like you're saying, learning how to adapt now and figuring out what you need, and then reaching out to the manufacturers to to help you. Um, you know, like if you need a tray or if you need whatever right. a swag um, to to do promotions. If you want to get a head start on your you know holiday promotions, now is the time to to get started. But there's one more thing too, people. Even consumers and retailers, 
and even reps. There's one thing you got to understand with COVID-19 that hit. So a lot of factories had to reduce their workload, close down completely for a little while. So you got to understand, it's going to take some time for everybody to catch back up to have product. Also be patient knowing that everything comes to a port of Miami. It's going to get bagged up every now and then. Even though you're craving a cigar, hey, man, be patient. It's coming. One thing we have to all adapt is patience. Because in the cigar industry, you probably noticed about two or three years ago, everybody asking, what's new? What's new? What's new? Yeah. Bruh, none of these manufacturers. Nike's not governed by the FDA saying, hey, man, you can't release these color Jordans. <laughs> There's so many things out there right now that's already in the market. Go back and enjoy something. Take a chance and try something new that you never tried. Because there's not always going to be a new Jordan. And the things go the way, if the worst case scenario goes, there's not going to be a new Jordan. Right. You're going to be forced to go back and try things you never thought you could. Or some of your favorite brands may be gone. Right. So you shouldn't be brand loyal. Mm -mm. Well, you can be loyal to, like I said, like, for example, Drew Estate. But there's so many things in the Drew Estate portfolio that you probably not have not tried that you shouldn't be, like, so rigged that you're saying, if I don't get that one size in the Herrera Steli line, or if I don't get that one tobacco special, I'm not going to buy any of your estate. You can try out some different stuff. You can easily go try Java. You can also go try um, Nub Cafe. Like you, there's so many options. Um, Mac Noodle M. There's so many other options, man. You can't just, man, I know where my check comes from, right? I'd be damned if that stopped me from smoking Padron. <laughs> Roma Craft. I smoke everything. Would you trust me as a Drew Estate rep if I only smoked Drew Estate? No, you wouldn't. That's why I tell people, because people want to ask me all the time on these interviews, like, what's your favorite cigar? And I was like, I'm a media person. Why would I tell you that I only smoke Davidoff or I only smoke Drew Estate? Like, you would want me, if I'm going to be unbiased, to yeah. be willing to try different brands and not block out people just because of Bruh, whatever the Drew brand Estate, is. I wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> Like, I know, like, and I had this argument all the time, right, man, but you always got a Drew Estate. First off, I enjoy Drew Estate. Don't get the game twisted. But when you see me with Padron, don't say, hey, I'm going to take a picture and send that to Drew Estate. Let me smile first. Look, <laughs> I love cigars, man. I smoke everything. That's the beauty about it, man. This culture has so much to offer, man. You got to try the stuff. Yeah, and I just want to... Oh, you don't trust me. Well, I don't trust light skinned brother with Jerry curls. <laughs> and I just want to acknowledge, uh, you know, we have Kathy here from Queensbury Cigar and Pipe who's been watching and offering um, her insights. So she has a great Instagram page too. And like you were saying, um, the education part of the industry sometimes is learning from other retailers, not just us media or right. sales reps. And, uh, you know, she was saying like how important email is, especially right now. It just is. To keep in touch with your audience and your customers. So don't take this the wrong way. It's going to come out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not every touch is a bad touch. If you can get somebody, get them. Because, you know, right now with emails, that's one thing about emails. You can send out 5,000, it would tell you how many we read. Mm -hmm. I'll take 500 out of 5,000. Easy. It's better than zero. Exactly. But now, that's one thing about this industry, man. People don't read emails sometimes. Nope. That's why I said DMs are, are usually the way to go. It is. I, that's my first line of offense now. Then I will go to – now I'm like, okay, they didn't respond, so let me now try to go through email. Oh, man, cigar brat. Don't trust a guy trolling with three accounts. First off, homeboy, I only got two. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and shout out to the cigar culture. My dude, I got to pick up one of those packs, man. I think they're on blend three now. Mm -hmm. So just so because we're getting down to the last few minutes of our time together, I want to make sure that you drop all of the information. So how can people follow Drew Estate and how can they follow you? All right. Um, Instagram is at Drew Estate Cigar. Um, I'm at D.E. Terrible, just like Charles Barkley says it and pronounces it, T-U-R-R-I-B-L-E. Uh, Drew Estate Cigar, Rebirth of Cigars on Facebook. On Facebook, I can't tell you my government name because <laughs> I add no more friends. They automatically assume 5,000 people is enough. But if you can't find me on the road, you can find me in the conference room somewhere in Fayetteville. Maybe you should start a, um, a, a Instagram like a celebrity page. <laughs> and no, see, Damien called me Shaq Barkley already. Shaq Barkley baby. <laughs> yeah, I love all y'all, man. Like, dude, people are like you, you're never serious, man. Life isn't that serious, man. No, this is not an act. What you see for me is me, but at the end of the day, I'm about my business. And no, Sequoia, I'm not a role model. <laughs> <laughs> but, brother, but yeah, follow us on Facebook. Jewish, um, Facebook, I said, Jewish State Cigars. I will make follow on Facebook at Jewish State Terrible on Instagram, at Jewish State Cigar on Instagram. Also, at Frankie Drinks. On, on Frankie underscore Drinks on Instagram as well for Sticks and Sips. Yeah, and like we were saying, there's so many different virtual events coming up that if people love the Jewish State lifestyle and they can't, Oh, Obviously, go to, to events.com. Click mm -hmm. on events. It will tell you your local events, but all the events. It also tell you how to register for those events to be on there. Not to purchase, but just to come and have a good time, chat about cigars, and chat about life, man. Exactly. Well, I, I think my last question will be, somebody wanted to know, how many cigars are you smoking today? Depend on the box. <laughs> I probably, honestly, I probably smoke about five to six a day. Spaced out, not back to back. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I tried to, hey man, my first year in Vegas with Anstas, bro, I was smoking six cigars at one time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> never again. <laughs> no. It probably seemed like a good idea at the time, but then after the, after the day and the hours went on. <laughs> Look, I had a few drinks. But yeah. no, you get to that trade show, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So you try to smoke everything everybody gives you. Man, after that first year, I came home and sounded like Barry White. I was like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Next year, every two visits, I will have a cigar. Yeah, I was. I usually just say, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll smoke it later. And I just, like, have a backpack and just throw it in there. And then gotcha. it's, it's probably still in my, my collection. It's, I just come back and get a boba to pack and just throw everything in there and say, I'll, I'll get to it at some point. Yeah, you got to, man. You try to smoke everything, you're in trouble. Exactly. So I want to thank you thank for you, being man. on today. Like I said, it was fun. I knew it would be. Um, I know you do great work. Thank you. I've always, like I said, you have a great reputation. I've heard I can go to Anstead's, I can go to different places, and they go, oh, you know, do you know Will? And I, I was like, I've never met him yet, not in person, but we keep missing each other. So hopefully at one of these uh, occasions when COVID lets up, because um, I'm not getting out to any events right now. I'm just, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not taking any chances, especially after all the news today. That just proved my point of, uh, staying inside so um or staying just in the city and in my little bubble that i've created so uh, i look forward to um seeing you out on the road at some point and that whatever event we end up at it might be tpe at this rate yeah 
Nick I, Tenay. <laughs> I, I would deem you my cell phone number, man. Stay in touch, brother. We can talk. Yeah. But, man, I got a care package with your name on it. Awesome. Looking forward to it, then. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you and keeping in touch. And uh, we'll have to do this again. Someone said he's lying about that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Be good, my man. You too. Have a great day. You too.